Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. So we've been in this series for the last two weeks called God Is. There's nothing more important for you to understand than who God is. Living this Christian life is not about a church constitution. It's not about getting to understand all the programs and ministries a church may provide. Being a Christian is about knowing God, knowing Jesus, knowing him well, understanding who he is. There's nothing more important we can teach and preach and share and talk about than who God is. So we're talking about who God is the last two weeks. We talked, we started by talking about the bigness of God, the sovereignty of God. God is in control of absolutely everything. That's God. God is sovereign. God rules and God reigns. And then last week we talked about the fact we can get to know God by getting to know his name. He reveals his name, he's revealed his names to us as an opportunity for us to get to know him and who he is. So one of his names, for example, is Jehovah Shalom. Uh, God is the God of peace and the God of peace lives inside of you. And when the storms and difficulties and challenges and disappointments and struggles of life come, we can still walk in this amazing peace, this unfathomable calm, uh, because of who God is. And we know him, and we know he lives in us, this Jehovah. So we get to know him by getting to know his name. I want to thank our pastors and staff for uh, serving so well while we were gone and have heard really good reports of all of your ministries. Bless you. So this morning we conclude the series by looking at the subject, God is good. God is good. So Holy Spirit, I ask you to come now and help us to understand what's being shared and what's being talked about. Uh, give each of us a really good understanding that you are good. In Jesus' name. So we say it around here, God is good all the time God is good 
all the time. We say that, and I have to admit that quite often while we're saying it, my spirit is doing loopity loops inside of me. Because I'm concerned <laughs> that we say it, but we don't really believe it. And it's just become kind of a liturgical rote thing for us. I want us to leave this morning absolutely convinced in our hearts that God is good. God is good. Uh, so I'm going to share three truths with you uh, this morning. And the first one, I've already told you what it is. The truth is, God is good. God is good. Psalm 34 and verse 8 says to us, O taste and see that the Lord is, is good. <laughs> if you really dig into God, really dig into him, you gobble up everything he has for you, you are going to discover that God is good. Psalm 119 and verse 68, God, you are good and do good. So what is God? God is good, but not only is God good, God does good. God's character is not only good, but his actions are good. You are good and you do good. God is good. You are good and you do good. He is morally excellent. He is extraordinarily generous. He is uh, abounding in beauty. God is good. The word good in the Hebrew is tovei. And, and tove uh, means pleasant, agreeable, good, excellent, rich, valuable in estimation. I want to draw your attention especially to that last phrase, valuable in estimation. You don't pay good money for something you don't estimate as having value. You pay for things, give good money for things that you value as good. The estimation of God is God is good. It's the value we place on him. God is good. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, sorry. God is good. So God creates the world, he's sovereign, makes everything. And when it is all said and done, 
God saw all that he made, and behold, it was good. Why was it good? Because he made it, and we always, we produce after our own kind. Monkeys don't give birth to rhinoceroses. Rhinoceroses don't give birth to turkeys. We produce after our own kind. Angry people produce angry relationships. Happy people create happiness. We produce our, after our own kind. God created the earth and it was good because God is good. God is good. So the first truth this morning, God is good. Second truth is that man uh, was not satisfied with God's goodness. Everything God made was good. Let's go back and review the story from the beginning. The Lord caused, uh, Genesis 2 verse 9, things to grow, every tree, uh, in the garden, uh, was pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So in the middle of the garden where these four rivers joined up, uh, there are these two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we read down in the chapter, chapter verses 16 and 17, and the Lord commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. So he says, there's all these trees out here. But don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Everything God was made was, was good. Uh, but don't eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, one day uh, the woman is walking around, Genesis chapter 3, and she saw that this tree of the knowledge of good and evil was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, that the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from the fruit and ate, and she ate, also gave to her husband with her. And he ate. Now notice that this tree wasn't some evil thing that said, don't touch me, I'm evil, 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 evil. This tree was, listen to the words here, it was good, it was a delight, it was desirable. So there's this, this tree out there that is good, it's delightful, and it is desirable. But they eat of it, and they begin as a result of having eaten of it to be exposed to the dark side. God didn't change. God is good all the time. But when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they opened themselves up to the role of evaluators. they opened themselves up to the role of evaluators. Now they began to evaluate whether things were good or bad. 
right or evil. And a knowledge they didn't have before. They weren't satisfied just to live in God's goodness. They wanted to be like him and evaluate. And it uh, hasn't worked out too well for us. And one of the scary parts that comes with this evaluation that comes from the knowledge of good and evil, and this is really scary for us, this is really frightening, is we have started to think it's okay for us to evaluate God. No, we don't do that. Tell you a story about a rich young ruler who came up to Jesus in Mark chapter 10 and said, uh, you're, uh, you're a good teacher. So how had, he, how had he looked at Jesus? How had, how had he responded to him? How did he feel about Jesus? Jesus is a good teacher. And he says to the good teacher, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus gave the answers uh, very clearly. He says, you know the commandments. Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't uh, bear false witness, don't defraud, honor your father and your mother. And the rich young ruler says, yeah, that's, that's good. I've been a good boy all my life. I've never done any of that stuff. I'm, 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 I'm a good guy. And uh, Jesus said to him, Mark chapter 10 and verse 21, Looking at him, he felt love for him. I want you to know this morning, Jesus loves you and feels love for you. No matter where you're at today, Jesus feels love for you. He says, one thing you lack, go and sell all that you possess and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And all of a sudden, what's happened here? Rich young ruler doesn't think Jesus is such a good teacher anymore. evaluates what Jesus says <laughs> and he runs away from him next verse because he owned property he said oh, I thought you were a good teacher but you actually expect me not to live selfishly no that can't be true can't possibly be true We've placed ourselves in the role of an evaluator. And that's what scares me. It scares me spiritually. It scares me as an act of worship in our church when we say God is good all the time. All the time God is good. Because I think many times... We evaluate what he's doing, <laughs> and we really don't believe it's good. But the truth is, God is good all the time, and it's not our role to decide whether what he's doing is good or not. God is <laughs> it's good. And all the time, 
God is good. Augustine of Hippo uh, said this, if you believe in the gospel what you like and reject what you don't like, it's not the gospel you believe but yourself. And so the rich young ruler comes up and says, so good teacher, good teacher, like what I'm hearing about you. Yeah, and you need to sell everything that you've got, give to the poor. Oh, I'm not doing that. That's not a good idea. We evaluate <laughs> what we think is good and what we think is not good about God. And if we're doing that, it's not the gospel we believe. It's not the gospel we believe. God is good. In this kingdom world we live in, I hate to have to say this to you, but it's not operated by democratic principles. You don't get a vote about whether you agree with God or not. God is good all the time. God is is good. Can I tell you, share with you a ripping good story from one of Jesus' parables? Took place in a market. The market was kind of the employment center of Christ's time. And there was a a uh, business owner who needed a lot of help one day and he didn't have enough people to get it done so he went to the marketplace and said first thing in the morning said anybody here want some work for the day and a few guys put their hands up said we'll go work for you and he says here's what I'll pay you at the end of the day and things weren't going fast enough so he went back to the marketplace again he said anybody here want to work for me for the day and a few more guys came and went and he agreed what he's going to pay them and did that all through the day. He even went and got some more just before the end of the day, about an hour before sunset. Said, you guys got an hour to give me. And then the end of the day, and Jesus is telling a story here about God. The end of the day, Mark, Matthew chapter 20 tells a story. He pays every single one of them the exact same amount. The guys who sweated in the sun for 12 hours got the same amount as the guys who showed up the hour before sunset. They all got $200 for the day's work. And we look at that and we say, that's not fair. We evaluate it. The story bothers us. But God did it, and God is good. So God, what God was setting up there for was a was some wonderful supper time conversations. When the guys got home at supper that night, they were going to say, "You won't believe what happened to me today. I worked one hour, <laughs> and I got the same amount of money as the suckers who started at 7 a.m." can't believe it. And the guys who worked at 7 a.m. said, man, did I ever end up working for a nut today? 
I worked 12 hours, got 200 bucks. The guys who showed up an hour before got $200 too. The guy is crazy. It's the crazy, <laughs> extravagant, overwhelming, unexplainable generosity of God. And at times, it's not going to make sense to us, but God is good. And all the time, God is good. I, 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 I live, live in this bag of skin just like you. And when uh, $10,000 lands on my kitchen table unexpectedly, God is good. And boy, do I celebrate Jesus in the grace for that meal that night. Oh, Lord, you're so good. Thank you for the peas and the carrots. And the, but thank you for that. Ten, God, you're 10,000. God, you're so good. I get that. You know that God is equally good when you lose $10,000 and actually may be doing you the bigger favor because he gets your eyes off of your own success and he gets your eyes off of temporary things. And he gets you crying out to him. He gets your heart pointed towards him again. And that's the bigger good thing. But we don't pray those big, long, oh God, you're good. Thank you, Jesus. I lost $10,000 prayers. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Hebrews 5.14, we don't have it on the screen, but it talks about the fact you have to get to a level of maturity where you're able to discern between good and evil and recognize that God is at work in some of the times and some of the places when we don't understand it so much. So I'm in Mexico, and every morning I got up and... Uh, put on my shorts and shirt and made Donna a cup of coffee and I went for a walk for two and a half or three miles and I'd pray for you guys and I'd pray for my own spiritual life and health and about halfway through the walk, I, I would sit down at this bench, just a half a block off the Sea of Cortez, and I'd read my Bible. I decided at the beginning of 2020 to read through the Psalms prayerfully. I'm working my way through the Psalms. I'm praying the Psalms this year. And I've got to Psalm 20 in about 50 days. 
praying through the Psalms, and I'm in Psalm 18. The screen says Psalm 16.1. It's a typo. Psalm 18, contemporary English version. I'm reading out a version I've never read before. It makes things fresher. And this is what it says about God. You are angry and breathed out smoke. Darkness was your robe. <laughs> huh. Do you still think God's good when he's a bit upset with you? Yes. God is good all the time. My parents were good enough parents that sometimes they sent me to my bedroom and said, you just go be alone for a little while. <laughs> Think about what you're really doing. Why did they do, did they do that? Because they hated me or because they're mean? No, they did that because they're good parents. God is good. All the time, all the time, God's good. Most of us like uh, God and think he's really good. And the chocolate cake seasons of life. Well, we're eating chocolate cake and blowing out candles and exchanging gifts and everybody's together and everybody's happy and it's party time. God is good. And we get chocolate cake. God's good. I was raised in a home where Dessert was a part of every single meal. I married a gal who uh, had dessert maybe once a week on a good week. But we had dessert every single meal at our house except breakfast. But breakfast was cereal with lots of sugar on it, so <laughs> tasted like dessert anyhow. <laughs> and to this day, my body shape reflects my love of desserts. Chocolate cake, God. My mom was very wise, though. She uh, never let me have dessert. If I didn't eat my vegetables. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, you can spend your entire life pursuing chocolate cake and eating chocolate cake, but at some point you're going to be a very sick person. 
God knows you, and he knows that you're only going to stay healthy if you eat your vegetables. For my health's sake. Friends, hear me clearly today. God is good. All the time, God is good. God isn't just good when you're getting a bunch of chocolate cake from heaven. God is good in the vegetable seasons of your life where he's saying, hey, you're getting a little bit sick. It's time to have a season where you're not going to have any chocolate cake. And you're going to eat broccoli and you're going to eat cauliflower. Asparagus, too. You're going to eat your vegetables. And you get to a certain point in your life, my friends, where you recognize that the vegetable seasons have been the richest and best seasons of our lives. Because they've drawn us closer to him. good. Third truth, God is good all the time. God is good all the time. God is good when you're sitting beside the pool, reading your sixth book in San Jose del Cabo. God is also good when you're walking through the valley and the dark times and you feel like your life is falling apart. God is good when everything is going well. God is good when you get a promotion at work. but God is also good when you lose your job. God is good all the time because God is always looking and working at and after your best interests. And God understands something we don't understand. And that is that eternity is what really matters. 
And all of this stuff, all of this chocolate cake stuff, <laughs> bigger parties, better jobs, nicer boats, is temporary and fading and can very easily take our hearts away from him. God is good. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good in the times of gain. And God is good in the times of loss. God is good in the times when a child or a grandchild or a great-grandchild is born. But God is also good when we lose somebody we love deeply. God is good. God is good all the time. All the time. And so we, and worship band, come along and help us conclude the service today. We partook of the bread and the cup today. And we partook of the bread and we partook of the cup in remembrance of the greatest act of goodness ever in the history of mankind. Jesus died for, for you and me. Jesus took your sins upon himself. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's the height of unselfishness. Hannibal Lagrange College, now Hannibal Lagrange University in Missouri. 2002 exam season. The students were gather, gathered in a room, gymnasium type room, to write their final exam. Many of them had arrived 20 minutes, half an hour early. They were doing what most of us have done in getting ready for, uh, in getting ready for uh, exams. They were cramming. They were looking through their textbook, trying to remember as much as they could, so when they wrote the exam, they would get the best possible mark they could. Time for the exam to start, and the professor walked into the room, and he said, before we write the exam today, just going to take a little bit of time to review what we've learned this semester. And he walked them through all the key points of the exam, all the key points of the course, and said, this stuff is going to be on your exam. Shouldn't shock any of you. It's all in the textbook. There's nothing new here, nothing that we haven't talked about. He said, now it's time to write your exam and he called the students up one at a time and he'd written their names on the front page of the exam so 
Call the first student up by name, give her her copy of the exam. Call the second student up, give him his copy of the exam. They all got their copy of the exam. They went and sat down at their desks and they began to look at the exam. Strangest exam they'd ever seen. All the questions were already answered. Went through page one, page two, page three, page four. Every single question answered. And then on the back of the page, he'd written a handwritten note in red because the teachers used red ink. Handwritten note in red, he'd written, congratulations. All of your answers are right. Final mark A, the creator of the exam answered all the questions for you. Enjoy. Have a good summer. There's a time coming, my friends, when all of us will stand before Creator God. Some of us are going to think that Somehow we'll get entrance into his presence because we've been pretty nice guys or pretty good gals. The truth of the matter is none of us stand a chance of having a passing grade. But we're going to stand before him. And he's going to look at our life exam the way we've lived and it's going to be stamped perfect because God's love and God's goodness through Jesus Christ has written the exam for you and paid the price and you'll gain an abundant entrance into his presence That's the goodness of God. Doesn't make any sense to us. We think we should earn it. We should work for it somehow. But it's the abounding grace and kindness of God. God is good. He's a good, good, good father. term is a term of evaluation. You need to esteem him. You need to evaluate him as good. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, uh, I never really thought about God and God being good and I'm here today and I know uh, the Spirit's been speaking to me about His goodness, but I've never trusted my life with the good God. I have never decided to live for Him. I've just been kind of living for myself. But today, today I want to begin to live for the good, good God, the good, good Father, the God who sent his son who will look at your life and if you'll just trust him do the exam for you and mark your life as perfect if you're here today and
you've never become a follower of Christ, I'd invite you to take your Connect card even now and just take the back of it and there's a line there. I've decided to become a follower of Jesus Christ. I'd invite you to fill that out. We'll get a hold of you in the next couple of days and help you on that journey. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.